Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle podcast. Welcome back. Another illustrious episode up ahead. Today, man, we have Quentin Gauze. But before I get into Quentin Gauze's story and tell you a little bit more about him and get into the interview, I want to tell you guys about the way you can guys get in contact with me. I know I've been experimenting with the Facebook group and telling you guys to hit me directly on Instagram. And all of those things are cool, but I'm telling you to, like, you know, Get out of iTunes, get out of where you listen to this podcast, and then, you know, hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. And I realized that I'm not on Facebook that much, so why am I starting a Facebook group? Um, you know, so I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to give my cell phone number out. I want you guys to text me. Text me, hit me up. I want to get in contact with you. This is not a texting service that you're getting automated. You're going to be hitting me direct. I'll be texting back with you directly. Uh, my number is 201 644 6034. That's 201 644 6034. Get in contact with me directly. Let me know what you guys think of today's episode. Let me know what you think of any one of our episodes. Um, which one was your favorite so far? Text me direct. That's my direct phone number. But today, episode, Quentin Gauze. Man, uh, Quentin's story is fantastic. He made it to the NFL, um, played for different teams, the Eagles, the Broncos, got cut from Tampa Bay, um, the Patriots. And after his NFL career was over, he decided to start um, his own company, which is called Iron Visuals, which is like a, uh, a creative agency that helps um, companies with their visual marketing and also a ton of other stuff, branding and everything else. Um, fantastic story. It's a great story because somebody, you know, getting to the NFL is like the, the pinnacle that most people reach for. And you see Quentin got to that place and then started over again from scratch and, and was humble enough to do that. And that's one of the part I really love about his story. But I'm not going to tell you too much. Let's get into the episode right now. Welcome back. Another great guest. Today we have Quentin Gauze, the founder and CEO of Iron Visuals. Um, Quentin, welcome to the show. Hey, Jerome, thanks for having me on, man. All right, so if you would give me the elevator pitch, like the 30-second elevator pitch of Iron Visuals, what would that be? Put me on the spot, I love it. All right, all right, here we go. What we do at Iron Visuals, our core competencies, what we do, we, we specialize in cinematic visuals, graphic design, and branding and marketing. Okay. And Within the cinematic visual field, like there's only you only have like at this point three seconds to capture somebody's attention. Generation Z nowadays, you're 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 catering to guys and girls that are age 21 and up. That there's people making tons of money online and making a hundred thousand dollars or more online from yeah. e-commerce and these different platforms. And you got to cater to them. You got to get in front of their face. And if you don't, then you're losing out on a lot of a lot of leads, a lot of customers, and you're hurting yourself. Yeah. So how do you do that? 
with our technique, we utilize uh, uh, seamless transition. We utilize the modern approach to get in front of your target audience. Gotcha. So here I am visuals. That, you know, it's, uh, that's kind of how I kind of get into it. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm an investor now. I'm, I'm invested. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to your story a little bit. Like, um, what's your, what's your like, origin story? Let's go back a little bit. Oh, we can dive into that. So um, I hope this inspires a lot of people because um, as a young kid, you know, growing up, I and from starting from kindergarten, I had an IEP. I don't know if you know what that is. No, what is that? Plan. So it's an individual education plan. What it means is that it takes me it, it it took it took me longer to learn more concepts. Oh, me um, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I was in the resource room as a kid. Um, it's like okay. it, it was like you get one period during the day where you go and kind of get like one teacher one on one kind of working. Yeah, that that's and I that was all through high school for me. Right. So yeah. no, it's good. It's good to see somebody else who you know went through it, and uh, so that was huge. You know, like. As a young kid, um, just tons of yeah, kids making fun of you and stuff mm-hmm. growing up. Like, oh, you're in a small small classroom. Like, yeah. like, like Special ed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then in the classrooms I was in, a lot of the kids like had like they were very depressed, man. Like there was a couple that were like you know, but some kids were like, man, I'm in here, like I'm not doing anything with my life, like just de- really depressed. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't don't spread that energy to me. Yeah. <laughs> Don't spread the energy to me. I, I kept trying to motivate and encourage. And uh, I had some doubters, some teachers that were some doubters and some teachers that were trying to be very uplifting. Yeah. But from there, man, I, you know, I ended up going. So let's, let's speed it up to high school. High school, um, same thing. Had the IEP, kept going through high school, struggled with some classes, but kept going to teachers, learning as much as I could. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to give up. Like, I'm not going to yeah. stop. Um, finished with a 3.5 GPA throughout my high school career consistently. Wow. Went to college, ended up, playing ball at Rutgers. So you were playing football in college as well. Yep. So ended up getting a scholarship um, while I was in high school to six different schools because I, me, my uncle, my dad um, went to all these, he took me to these different camps and different uh, combines to get seen because mm-hmm. I, I told myself, I was like, look, man, I'm not trying to have my parents pay for a scholarship or for, for my schooling. I'm going to yeah. work for it. So I had that in my mind at, in eighth grade. It's like, okay. it's time to start now. So that was my mindset. So I ended up getting six scholarships. Um, went to chose to go to Rutgers University on the full ride. New okay, Jersey. New Jersey, um, New Brunswick, right? New Brunswick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And are, are you what area are you from? New, I'm I'm in I'm in Newark now. So I know Newark Rutgers, and then I know Newark and New Brunswick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah. So uh, going to RU was an amazing experience. Um, I ended up you know I had a, a two four semesters there. Wow. Um, just grinding, just pushing hard in, in my field. And I was mainly in the field of like marketing slash graphic design um, and sports broadcasting. Gotcha. So, journalism. And what so, position did you play? A linebacker. Okay. Yep. So played at Rutgers, played in three different leagues. So the Big East, mm-hmm. uh, for those who know, remember the Big East, then yeah. uh, the American Conference, which is still here. And then uh, Big Ten. So I got to play in big uh, three conferences. Wow. Since we were leaving. And uh, the big, once we got to the Big Ten, that helped me get to the NFL because it's just a top-notch competition. Yeah. Ezekiel Elliott, um, Melvin Gordon. I played against, uh, yeah, Amir Abdullah, the best of the best I played against. And that helped me get to the league. So played played in the NFL. So from there, played in the NFL for two years. 
Um, learned a lot. Played with the Eagles, Patriots, Broncos. Um, just the whole experience with Tom Brady, whole experience with Von Miller, um, Carson Wentz, those guys. Like just t- taking in as much as I can as a young pup. Got you. What would you say the biggest thing you learned from being around those guys? Uh, I mean, well, a lot of guys, some guys are goofy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like Von, he's a goofy dude, but he has a good heart. Um, but I learned that it's consistency. It's about consistency. And sometimes, you know, it's politics in the NFL, but it's about just showing up every day and proving you got to prove yourself every day. Gotcha. Um, it's never, you, can't, you can't take your foot off the gas. So that's one of the biggest things um, that I've learned when I was in there. But the camaraderie, too, I, I love it. And just the networking aspect. You got to take advantage of that. Got you. So you're in the NFL, right? Most people get to the NFL, like that's the creme de la creme, the highest of high. I get here. I'm the number one. Were you thinking in your mind, like, listen, the lifespan of a football player is what, three to five years maxed out? Are you, were you thinking, you know what, I got to set myself up for something after this? Or were you thinking, I got to make this thing work? So what does my dad, what did my uh, uncle say? He says, uh, yeah, you can't put all your chips in one basket. Got you. And, one big thing that, as a young kid, I always had a backup plan. <laughs> okay. I always did. So I would always go to to the news. So I, I was interested, again, in sports broadcasting. In high school, I did internships and new, the news stations, every news station in town. Yeah. When I went to college, I did a lot of internships with the sports teams. Um, in the wintertime, mm-hmm. I would I went, I had an internship in New York City at SNY. Okay, yeah. Internship, a, little, a short one at ESPN. So I constantly – prepared just i was like hey this i love to do it i love to be on camera and stuff and talk but i'm having this as a backup so when i got i got released from the eagles after uh-huh. preseason i didn't know what to do i'm like dang like is that it is that the job that's that's <laughs> it, that it yeah I had an interception and everything i was like i could have made it t- i thought i made it t-. so i <laughs> um, ended up going actually i had a, a right away i had one of my connections at Rutgers. It was like hey quentin uh keep coming broadcast this game with us against Illinois, Rutgers football, we need you to come through. I, I got you. Did that oh. that weekend. Yeah. And then literally after that game was over, the next day I got picked up, Patriots got me, and then, yeah, it started rolling again. So I'm like, got to have a backup plan. Got to have something that the degree you fall back on. Gotcha. So, so you didn't go to college just thinking football was the only way. You, you were thinking if football is not the way, at least I could be around sports in some way, shape, or form, and let me try to be a sports broadcaster. Exactly, exactly. Gotcha. Got you. So then you go on, you get cut from the Patriots at some point? Got cut from the Patriots. And uh, so after I left the Eagles, got picked up by the Patriots. Tom Brady came back from Deflategate. Mm-hmm. So he, they needed an lineman at the time, and they had to release me. But they ended up paying me for like another two or three weeks. So okay. that's why I know that it was straight love from there because they were like, we didn't really want to let you go. But I had a trial with Tampa, yeah. Tampa, and that didn't go too well. And I'll let you know, and this is another encouraging thing for other people to know, it's like, always stay prepared for your opportunity. Um, never feel that you're comfortable and that you made it. Uh-huh. So I had one of those moments where I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, it was one week out, one week that went by, then I had to try the next week. I'm like, oh, I'm in, I'm in condition. I'm straight. Like, I just did push-ups and didn't really, like, do as much running. So yeah. I literally just left the team. I'm, I'm good. No, I went there in Tampa. Maybe it's humidity too, but I was, I was gassed. Really? They would have picked me up. They said basically they would have picked me up, but it, I was out. Of, I was in condition. Wow. So 
I was like, you know what? That that put like a little, you know, egg chip on my shoulder. I'm like, all right, cute. Because I was never like, you know, I'm always, a, I'm going to keep working out. Doing, but, uh, you know, you got to wake, wake up call sometimes. So, yeah. in the middle of nowhere in, in, uh, in Massachusetts, like, 20, I live I live like 20 minutes away from the stadium and the hotel. Yeah. I just started, I went on a four-mile run, ran four miles, came back, so it was eight miles total. Um, ended up run, sprinting in a, in a parking lot, doing like tempo runs, 100 pushes. So run down, 100 pushes. Run back, wow. 100 pushes. There's people in the parking lot just watching me smoking, smoking weed, just like, <laughs> oh, like, this cool. Guy's bad. <laughs> <laughs> cool, you know, so I'm just like working, grinding. There's like a little plot of grass, like yeah. not as much. You can't really do much, but I'm grinding. I'm just doing drills on there <sighs> with my cleats. So I got this trial with the Denver Broncos. I'm like, my agent's like, you ready? You'll get on the flight. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Let's, I'm ready. Ain't no, yeah. no excuses. I'm not tired. I don't care if the elevation is 5,000 feet. Like, you got to make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. I fly out there. Guess what? There's 10 linebackers mm-hmm. for the trial. I'm like, I don't care if there's 10. I'm about to get on this team. Really? So you have to compete against 10 other linebackers. And your agent didn't let you know that? He, he didn't even know. Oh, man. He, didn't know. he thought they were just bringing me in. So I'm, I'm doing the drills and everything. Like, I'm not even gassed. All these other guys like... <laughs> I'm because like, you had that other experience in Tampa where you're like, I didn't, I wasn't prepared, so now I'm over-preparing for this opportunity. I'm over-prepared, and I don't know how I prepared for five, you know, 5,000 feet elevation. Like, you can't really prepare for that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you know, the Lord was behind me on that, man. Like, every step of the way, doing all the drills and everything, and then at the end, they picked me in a tight end. They said, Quinn, we want you. We just want to make sure you were in condition. I said, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, was like, if I wasn't, I would have lost the job. John yeah. Elway shook my hand, said, congratulations, you're on the Broncos. Wow. I said, Lord, thank you. So, what, so when when does Iron Visuals pop into your head as a thing, as a concept? Were you, were you, because I know you're on the Broncos now, you must be excited, life is good. When do you mm-hmm. start thinking about, like, maybe there's a, there's a point where I have to exit from this, this football thing, this yep. NFL thing? So it was during the season, um, and at this point, it's November of 2016, and I'm, I'm on the team, and I'm like, you know, we're getting close to the end of the season. I'm saying here, I'm like, I need to, like, so let me, I, I've always wanted, I've always been interested in video. I've had, like, a little side hustle in high school, mm-hmm. selling highlight tapes and films I would edit. Um, so I ended up talking to some of the videographers on the team. Yeah. told them what was the best camera to get. They, talk, they got me in touch with this guy from Sony who is a beast. Um, well, I, yeah, he's a beast at videography, but he works within the company. So he gave me like a great deal, gave a camera. Um, that was the start of it. So I'm like, okay, let's make a business plan from here. So I was thinking of a different names and I was just reading in the Bible, Proverbs 27, 17, iron sharpens iron, another man sharpens another. It's like iron sharpens iron, why not? Yeah. So made that, then you know, so 2017 comes around. I ended up playing for them for a bit, then got released, got some other trials, got released. So at this point, I'm just like, all right, it's time to go full go. Let's go. So I ended up creating a business plan, changing the name to Iron Visuals. Mm-hmm. And then my brother was like, Quinn, like, um, you know, you, I know you've been out for a minute in the league and stuff. Like, let's go on a trip. My brother has like this crazy free time with his, within his job. So 
It's like, all right, let's go to Mexico. <laughs> went to Mexico. I started filming like more um, vlogs yeah. for myself, uh, filming videos like that. We went to DR, Dominican Republic, Santo yeah. Domingo, Puerto Plata. Went to Colombia, Cartagena, Colombia, Medellin. I don't know if y'all know out yeah. there is lit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've heard. So, we, <laughs> so yeah, we started filming and then went back again and started connecting with brands. So now we started connecting with local businesses, doing videos for them, getting paid for that, uh, working with uh, some resorts and hotels. So that's how it started off, the video side of it. Got you. So then, did you did you leverage the fact that you were an NFL player um, to like get people to kind of jump on board? Yeah, okay. yeah I definitely did. Smart. Yeah, that, that, gets, <laughs> <laughs> that gets people, uh, that piques their interest with their email. They're like, oh, what? Oh, okay. Let me let me look a little further. Let me scroll yeah, down. Exactly. Got to utilize what what, uh, what you have. So, um, yeah, got some opportunities from that. Then now we're like, all right, let's come home domestically and we'll get some videos done domestically. Mm-hmm. We kind of did a strategy of working out and then in because there's so many people. It's congested in the United States with with video work and stuff. So yeah. like, oh, well, like you, you work in Colombia and did that and Thailand. You went to Thailand, yeah, Thailand too. It's like, all right, cool. So we worked with a mortgage company. Um, Oh, okay. Let me go back. We ended up, uh, I was filming free for free. Um, with one of my mentors at Rutgers, yeah. some of the Rutgers basketball men hero shots. Okay. We ended up, uh, yeah, what happened after that? I ended up going to a deli to go film and it was just filming for free for one of my homeboys, dads. And there was a guy there. It was like eight people there, but the main guy was the CEO of this company. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he comes up to me. He's like, "What do you do?" I was like, "Oh, I have a video, um, a video, you know, video marketing agency, pretty much. Um, this is what we do." Uh-huh. So cool. Well, we already have a team that does our stuff, but you know, just it was just wondering. I was like, "Well, take my card." I was like, "Okay, take my card." So he takes my card, and then I give the card to every one of his associates too. And the next day, I get a call from his marketing director. Hey, uh, Quinn, uh, you mind if we get on a call? Yeah, cool. So we, we get on the call. It's eight people on the call. I'm wow. like, oh, this is oh, <laughs> this is the <laughs> call call. <laughs> the call call. But they did tell me beforehand, you know, that there was. So I had my team ready to go. Uh-huh. Um, my brother, co-founder, had our branding strategy person and our graphic designer. So we we're on the call, and we're like, cool. Like, so what was going on here? What do you, what do you guys need? They spent eight grand a month on videos that didn't go anywhere. Wow. And I'm like, uh. You spent eight grand a month to get videos that got no views. Yeah. I was like, okay. So our RN, we're able to help you get those videos shown along with us creating content for you. So we got some major gigs from them, some retainer gigs, and then they're going from there. And then what kind of company, what kind of company was it? Mortgage. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So you were able to go in, shoot, make sure the content was up to snuff and then got them some more, um, I guess, views on their stuff. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And then, uh, we we even did some trade shows and stuff for them as well too, because they had some uh, some uh, they were a vendor and stuff. So it was cool to. That's how it started. It's just like you got to keep going. Like mm-hmm. even with Corona, like don't stop. Like don't sit home. Like just everybody's in the same situation. Yeah. And I always used to say before Corona happened, like there's people in different countries that wish they were in your position right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some people, are like oh man, I only got like. 30,000 in my account, um, and I'm at I'm at my grandma's house in the basement, and 
I don't know what to do. Like, but like they have that saved up because they've yeah. been saving or whatever, but they don't know what to do. I'm like, bro, there's people with pennies that are trying to make stuff happen and they yeah. are and they're surviving. Yeah. And like, so complaining about like, find a way. Yeah. Find like, a way. You're <laughs> so true because I say this to my wife, I say this to my kids, I say this to my friends. I'm like, there's somebody who wants your life right now. They mm. want you. They want everything that you have. They want the view you're looking at. They want your girlfriend. They want your car. There's somebody who wants everything that you have that you're complaining about. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I always try to keep that in my mind as well. It's something that I say to myself, and it's something I always try to tell people as well. That's true. That's real talk right there, man. Because um, I, I used to always tell like my teammates in college, like Kamoko Ture, who went, he's from Newark, yeah. plays on the Colts now and he was you know we always talked about like like opportunities the opportunities you have that you know you're given mm-hmm. like make sure you take advantage of them because some of them you're gonna make you, you want to make sure you don't miss out on them yeah. always stay prepared always stay prepared and there's something actually I would like to if you got a second yeah I would love to read to have this on the podcast because it, it, it helped encourage me when I was younger and um my grandmother wrote this so let me give me one second to pull it up called the window of opportunity okay here it goes the window of opportunity is not always recognized by all people that are encountered with it some people never even know it's there what is opportunity it's the door that transitions you to position yourself to benefits beyond whatever the norm is in your life but with it comes great accountability responsibility wisdom knowledge and understanding these things come each time an opportunity has been challenged by you. This is, this is when growth occurs. Don't be afraid to grow. We all have a lot more growing to do inside and out. God created us all to succeed. Failure is something that has been adopted by us. Don't get it twisted. If you think that God put you on this earth just to fail, then you have not found your calling yet. And the thing that you're failing at is not something that he wants you to do anyway in the the first place. It's your own selfish venture. He put us here because we are leaders and know how to handle and overcome various adversities and hardships. Your opportunity for success lies in your ability to handle the little distractions around you day to day. Now, grade yourself. What must you do to get better? Or do you think you're going to enjoy the benefits from being successful without putting in any work? Well, you will. If you work hard, you will reap hardworking sound benefits that will stay with you for, your, for eternity. For it is from a pure soul and strong foundation. If you just do enough to get by, then that's how you will live your life. Just barely getting by. That is the, that is the benefit from the work that you put in. Now, I'll leave you with this one question, with these questions. Will you be ready to not only answer, but go above and beyond what's necessary when opportunity knocks at the door? Or will you be too busy and not even hear the knock at all? That's wow. It. Your grandmother sounds like a smart lady. Man. <laughs> wow, that was deep. That was really, really, really deep. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially the part where it says, like, the thing that you're failing at might not be for you anyway. That's something that I had to like realize that that those things that you keep trying and keep feeling at, it just might not be the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And you have to like quickly move past that. And she mentioned that in that. That's really cool. That's really, really that's something that to keep in your mind. When did she when did she write that? When did, did she give that to you she as a wrote, thing? Yeah. She she died in two thousand eight. 
Okay. And um, she, do you know when she wrote so, that? Um, yeah, she passed away in 2008 um, on her hospital bed. And when she was in the hospital, she wrote that. My uncle um, took it down. Gotcha. So let's go back into it. You get this mortgage company. What happens after that? Like, what, what, what's the next transition? Do you keep working with small local companies at that point? Yeah, small local companies. Ended up working with some uh, billboard companies. Okay. Um, so I stayed in that, that realm and then went into doing more travel videos for tourism boards and um, tour operators gotcha. around the world. So we'll reach out to people. And stuff. So there was something that you said I have to go back to, which is like really smart. You said you did a lot of stuff for free. You were like running around. You did the stuff in DR for free, stuff in Medellin for free, a couple of your friends, um, parents is like storage. You did those for free. I mean, you know, granted, you have this NFL background. What was the thing that said, I got to do this for free? Because a lot of people thinking, you know, I I'm the man. I got like, this is, I, I should be getting paid for this. Yeah, exactly. So what made you take that mindset? Right. I wanted to highlight that. Yeah, from so I'll just let you know, like from making from six figures in the league to like it, to hum, like you gotta humble like mentally humble yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'm already that mindset where like it's easy for me to do that. But like when you're up there and you've seen everybody, you met different people, like some of your um, people that you like NFL coaches and players that you've like, yo, like, I gotta play with Darren Spoles or you know. Yeah. Now it's like okay, now you gotta come back to the dirt, humble yourself get get dirty put mm -hmm. your hand you know get, get going like that's you got to get back in that mindset and it's okay like and i you know i'm spiritual you know uh and shoot jesus did it <laughs> like he so did the, you know what i'm saying like yeah so at the end of the day you got to humble yourself and like come down to a level and be like all right well how did i start where was i at before where do i need to go and sometimes we all need that we all need that like i got to a point um, in my business where, you know, you're succeeding and you're like, oh, like, oh, I can't take that call today. When, like, before you would have took that call and yeah. you don't even know where that person, yeah. they could be someone that may not help you right now, but they can help you later. So yeah. I had to even, like, turn it down again. Yeah. And it's a every, it's a, an evolving process that um, we all go through. So, gotcha. Uh, yeah, just cool that you brought that up, though. Yeah, that's, that I mean, because that's such a thing. Like, I mean, you were saying you are doing stuff for free and I was like, Hold on a second. That mindset, you know, it, it takes a certain person to like go back to the dirt and realize like, hey, I'm a rookie at this video thing. I'm not a I'm not the pro at this. I might have came out of a league that I was a pro at, but this I'm a rookie and I got to work my way back up. Um, so now you work with local companies. When do you go after like big brands and bigger companies like that? When you start focusing on those or you just kept on building up your your catalog? Um, so the bigger companies are a little bit harder. Um, yeah. We we have worked with Ford. We have worked with Sprayground Backpacks, uh -huh. um, Westgate Resorts. But when you long term working with them, like if you've done one hit projects, I don't like one hit projects. I love uh, retainer projects. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're when they'll call, you know, we'll get called on, or we'll see some opportunities that are on the web that they're looking for videographers or you know companies to come in and take control. It's it's at the it's all timing and. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now is the perfect time for marketing companies to just get out into different businesses because they're, they need branding. They're like, yeah. like, people are coming in our stores. How do we, oh, yeah. oh, we can help you. Yeah. So we, we stick, you know, with, we're more B2B, um, you know, low brick and mortars, smaller businesses. Gotcha. Um, but like that make, they make closed deals of 4,000, you know, 2,000, 4,000 and above. You know, yeah. we want to make sure we're working with people that, 
because we have our operate our operational expenses oh, and stuff yeah. on our end to take care of. So, um, but I like the way you know starting off with video and then kind of going to everything else we've added on. Yeah. To the part, you know that that has really helped us out because if they don't need video, because if say I just had video and that was it. <laughs> yeah, then you you wouldn't have anything else. Yeah. yeah. So I have all these other services that I can build funnel funnels for you. I can. Um, run SEO, Facebook ads. We can do all this for you. Like, Got you. So now it's a full-blown creative agency versus it just being a visual component or just like videography type stuff. Exactly. Got you. Exactly. So what would you say is like the three skills that you learn, you know, playing, being a football player, getting in the NFL that translates into business? What are like those three, I would say three skill sets that you learn from, um, from, you know, being in the NFL to transfer over? Yeah, solid question. Um, teamwork. Teamwork's important. Communication is, mm-hmm. is super important. Um, being Paying attention to what your customer needs are. Okay. Uh, it's not about you. You, you, you want to come and make the big bucks, but it's not about you. It's about your client and their needs. Like, how can you get, how can you 3x, 5x, 10x the ROI? Yeah. Uh, that's that's like what we're in this business for, and I, that's what I've learned from the league. Is like you, you got to be in defense. If you're not talking, the other guy you're playing in, in Denver or you're playing in different places, eighty thousand fans. Like the safety can't hear you. Yeah, uh, the play is um, we're gonna run cover two with a you know whatever it is. Yeah. Break. Like, I can't, bro. It's loud. I can't hear you in here. Like what's going? And then <laughs> yeah. they like get them off the field. Yeah, they, you can't be like that. You gotta. Let people know, like, be assertive and let them know, like, be confident in what you do. And uh-huh. another thing is, affirmation-wise for people, like, every single day, let yourself know you're the best at whatever you want to get into or whatever you do. Say it. It's okay. You're not being – it's for yourself. Uh-huh. I'm the best salesman. I'm the best NFL player, in the, you know, in the league. Yeah. Like, say it to yourself because, oh, I feel, I feel so bad. Oh, I lost that deal. It hurts. Oh, man, I'm not that. Am I good? Yeah. Like, should I just stop? I've had times like that for myself. Like, dang, like, I don't know if I should. But you know what? Like, football, the coaches yelling at me in college, NFL coaches, cutthroat, just has helped me take that, you know, if I'm in front of a client and they're like, well, I don't like this or I need you to redo that. And they're paying me, if they're paying me, you know, 50 grand to do a project. Look, yeah. I need to... <laughs> You got to humble yourself. Like, no, you know what? Great question. Great feedback. I appreciate that. Yeah. Like, kill it, just kill it with kindness. kindness yeah. Just, just, you know, put, put, the, put the match out. Yeah. <laughs> and just keep it moving. Keep the relationship strong. Um, so that's kind of like, for the answer to your question, that was long-ended. But no. NFL, so, you know, football has really, it's really developed me as a, as a person in, into business. And um, it's just not, and then I had to just refine some things. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think, yeah, definitely has opened up some opportunities for sure. Gotcha. Um, so where do you see the future of Iron Visuals now? You know, again, it started off just shooting some free stuff to now working with clients. Yeah. Where do you see, and then you obviously built out a, you know, creative agency. Where do you see it five, ten years from now? Five, ten years from now, uh, I want to be doing well over, I mean, I want to be Gary V level. Hundred okay. million. <laughs> gotcha. That's consistency to scale. I mean, scaling is like you, you can't sometimes you can't scale too fast because you can hurt your business and yeah. you go too slow, you can hurt your business. So, 
Um, I want to be that level. I want to be like hundred million dollar agency. Um, I want to be able to be oh, be, be able to uh, invest into other startups. Okay. Other businesses. I want to get into other ventures. I actually do have a nonprofit that my family started in two thousand and eight. Okay. And that actually got me started on my football journey within it. Strength and conditioning and after school program for kids. Okay. I want to make that be able to be around the entire United States. I want to be, you know, in the big cities mm-hmm. uh, to help kids in the pro- um, underprivileged areas uh, that have talent and even kids in the suburbs. I want everybody to be in one and be able to get to the same place where they need yeah. to go. So it's like that middle ground, that threshold for people. Gotcha. So that's kind of my overall vision. Oh, and creating generational wealth um, program within that nonprofit to be able to help kids understand that you can not like now you can invest, you can invest whatever little chore money you have, make some or save it or mm-hmm. invest it. Or you can start coming up with ideas, like start teaching kids how to budget. You know, I want to create some of those programs. I want to be able to give back because at the end of the day, they, you know, once I die, I can't, my money, I can't keep taking it with me. They say, yeah. what they say, uh, uh, a hearse never has a brink truck behind yeah, it. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to, I got to give back that wealth. Thinking grow rich mentality. Gotcha. So, cool. Um, so, you know, a couple of fun questions. What was the worst business advice you've ever received? <laughs> worst business advice I ever received. Um, I have to sit down and think about that. <laughs> no, oh, just, well, somebody was like, well, the first, I mean, what was, what was jump into, and it was from these two, these two guys that wanted me to invest into what they were doing. Okay. They were, you know, they're like, yeah, like sometimes you just got to just jump without looking sometimes and good things happen. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm more conservative. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. I'm not. They wanted me to spend 80 grand on a project that uh, app they're building. And I'm like, no, nah, I, I don't see, you, you, weren't, you didn't really give me enough information on yeah, yeah, yeah. how to, you know, what the plan looks like. And it was with Kodak or whatever. Um, and their project took three years over to like for it to come out. And it was uh-huh. supposed to come out in a year. Yeah. So um, just jumping in, like, I would have lost money basically. Yeah. So, so jump without looking, like jump without doing your due diligence. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the best business advice you've ever received? Best business advice uh, do your research. <laughs> <laughs> the do opposite. Research. <laughs> do, do your research. Um, make sure to network, build your network, and constantly get a chance to know as many people as possible. Yeah, I think, yeah, research and build your network. Gotcha. Um, so before, you know, I got on here to talk to you, I did some research on you and I saw that you, uh, it's, you, you did Iron Visuals, but somehow you kind of got back into football with the XFL. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, how did, how did that happen? Yeah, I, I snuck out for a second. I was like, <laughs> I, I need, a, need to get some more, you know, like, you miss, I don't know, football, you know, it was opportunity to be able to, get back on the field the pay was the pay was good so okay. i was like hey why not you know make set at the time a the aaf i made set it was 70 grand for four months God, that's who, great. Wanted, who wouldn't do that you yeah. know and yeah who wouldn't do that so i, I, I was like hey why not <laughs> so gotcha. i ended up trying that out that failed they went bankrupt uh-huh. you didn't get the full amount of money um then the xfl came out and COVID 19 stopped that but uh yeah, it's been a cool journey. I was I've been played in Canada too. Gotcha. 
So it's been a, it's been a cool journey. Do you uh, just do you miss sometimes just the aggression of it, like the cracking I, someone's skull <laughs> real quick? <laughs> I think that's what it is. And then I got to a point now this season where you know it was an injury. It wasn't even an injury, but it was on kickoff, and I went down, and made a tackle, and I made this guy flip. Like he he did a backflip after wow. I hit him. And then I was on the ground and I was like, I felt this pain in my shoulder. And it was a stinger. Uh-huh. The stinger is like, I haven't had one since like college. And it was the worst one I've ever had ever. And it uh-huh. felt like somebody took a knife and just Stabbed put it right into my shoulder. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was like, you know what, man? It's time. <laughs> it's time it's for me to. <laughs> we'll, we'll, see what out. <laughs> yeah. we'll see what happens with the NFL. Like, if I get picked up, uh-huh. like, why not? But at the same time, yeah, man, I'm just, I love business. I love business. It's like, you know, my dad has been in business. My grandpa has been in business. Gotcha. My, bro- my older brother's in business. So it's it within the family. So Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, you know, I always ask the audience, I know you're a spiritual guy. You've mentioned the Bible a couple of times, but there's any other books that you could recommend for the audience that helped you along yeah. your way or helped you with your with your journey? Yes, sir. Um, think, think and Grow Rich. Okay. Definitely. Napoleon Hill. Friends, what was it? Um, How to win friends, friends influence people. Yep. Yeah. Um, Freakonomics. Okay. Um, sustain. Was it sustain sustainability by Greg Reddick? Sustainability. Yep. Um, trying to think. I have a couple on my shelf here. I'm trying to like see which ones. Really solid ones to read. Uh, oh, the secret. Okay. Yeah. I like it. It's a little fluffy though. You know, because there's 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 a bunch of universal laws. The secret's only one of them and affirmation's only right. one of them. You know? Like I think <laughs> it, it goes into it a little bit like specific. I think it's good to have the mindset it's a little fluffy on like I wrote my name down on the check. And said I'm gonna have a million dollars, and I stayed at home, and I didn't do anything. At all. <laughs> right, right. Stay at home, and you see it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, all right, you got to get out and go to work, and like put the work towards it. So I know that right. some of some of it's really good. I like, I'd say 50% of the book I really like, and the next half is a little fluff. But you know, I recommend people reading it too because it's just it's a mindset shifter, and it's actually think about. Um, it's true. Well, um, that's pretty much all the questions I have. I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, is there, um, where, if any people want to reach out to you, they want to get in contact with you, and use your company for services, where should they go? Yep, yep. go to www.ironvisuals.com. Uh-huh. Uh, you can reach us at reach us at one five eight five three four zero seven one zero one. Just in case any international people yeah. <laughs> want to reach out. Um, we have we have a WhatsApp number too, so that goes to that number as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook is Iron Visuals New York. Um, Instagram is Iron underscore Visuals, and Twitter is the same Iron Visuals. So yeah, if you need to reach out to us, come on out. Uh, again, we have those three competencies I talked about: cinematic visuals, graphic design, branding, and marketing. We're here for you, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you so much for being on today, man. Thanks for having me. Cool. And just like that, guys, another illustrious episode is in the can. Man, what an amazing story Quentin has. And one of the biggest things that stood out to me that I really loved where he talked about being humble, where I asked him, 
you know, you went from making six figures in the NFL. Now you're, you're willing to do this work for free. And he's like, yeah, you got to humble yourself to start over again. And it takes humbleness to do that. And I love that part of the actual um, interview with him. And Quentin's a solid guy. Definitely check out Iron Visuals. Definitely go follow him on all the social medias. Also, guys, make sure you guys text me. My number is 201 Six four four six zero three four. That's two zero one six four four six zero three four. Hit me up. Let me know what you think of today's episode. What did you like about it? What was the things that stood out to you? What lessons did you get from it? Also, all the links to books and everything that we discussed are in the description of this podcast. Definitely, if you want a book that he referred, there's a link in the description. Anything he talked about, link in the description. His social media handles, a link in the description. Please hit me up, guys. Text me. I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. Looking forward to texting back and forth with you. And that's it. Episode's over. Peace.